Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Awkward Pause. If you couldn't tell, my name's Andrew. I'm hosting today. It's been a while, but I'm back in the chair. I'm here to deliver you the goods, as they say, and by the goods, I mean my co-hosts. Joining me today, you may know him well, everyone's favorite poetry author, Cassidy (laughs) Sargent. Hello, yes. Back in the saddle, baby. Right where you belong, up on that horse. Oh, yeah. You know, there's nothing better for the outside of a... No, the inside of a man than the outside of a horse. You know who said that? (laughs) Who said that? What? Vice President Mike Pence. There's nothing better for the inside of a man than the outside of a horse? Pretty sure it was something like that. He's saying like, you know... Boy, oh boy. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. He fucked the horse, but also, you know, (laughs) riding horse is good for the the men's soul. Have you ever ridden a horse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like multiple occasions. Well, we live right by Pennsylvania, you know, in the in the youth, you go to the... I don't know what the fuck that means at all. (laughs) We live right by Pennsylvania. Of course I've ridden a horse. Because you go over to the uh, the old Poconos. That, that's what like a that thing mean? around here what or like that? it used to be. OK, so the Poconos is part of the it's this place in Pennsylvania. It's got like, you know, slopes. You can go snow tubing or sledding or skiing. It's got lodges. Uh, but here's the thing is that the Poconos were huge for like winter vacations in maybe the 80s. And mm-hmm. since then, everything's been on the decline. Oh, everything's like all sketchy and like kind of dated. It's a lot of like cocaine going on. Mm. Uh, a lot of heart shaped beds. Mm. A lot of like, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. We went to this place put, called put a quarter in the bed and it'll vibrate. So we went to this place <laughs> called Fernwood, which I think is like since burned completely to the ground. Uh, and there was like a little thing you could like pay to ride some horses through like the, you know, and as a kid, I was like, I want to do that. I want to go in on the, the horse. winter. Uh, yeah, I think so. It was like, you, can you know, ride horses in the winter, October, November. Okay. That's okay. I've always heard of, like about the Poconos, you Same. know, it's like you hear about like Timbuktu in mm-hmm. movies and shit like, the, oh, the Poconos, uh, no context for what they were. So thanks. It's like a thing that used to be really popular. Now it's like not so much, but everything's like still out there kind of struggling to get by. How do you think so, they're doing now? Oh, they're rough right now. Yeah. It ain't looking yeah. good. Yeah. That reminds uh, me of every single mall in America. Yeah. Mm. How's <laughs> no, the like, Atlantic mm. City doing? Any, any uh, news? Who the fuck knows? I mean, the they basically have said, uh, before we get into that, Elmer Guardado also delivering us the goods today. Yeah. I don't Welcome. know why I get excited when you host this show. I, I, I think it... I wouldn't. I suspect <laughs> it's because we're so like Stockholm Syndrome from you hosting Gone Gold. That it just feels right. Mm-hmm. I'm not pigeonholed here. I don't want to yeah. talk about just video games. I can talk about. Yeah, we movies. don't have to talk. We can talk. Yeah, we can talk about themed restaurants. No rules. Sam Atherton also joining us today. Hello. Welcome. Uh, New Jersey. We're in lockdown. We're in quarantine. Things are wild. Uh, right. The governor had to come out and say, "Don't go to the shore. Don't Ooh. fucking go," because. You know, nobody's in the sh- down the shore at the off season. Only like a couple people, like, you know, a smaller subset of the population lives there during the off season. So the hospitals can't take an influx of people if everyone goes to their shore house or like wherever they want to go down there. And then like they get sick and they go to the hospital. It'll bring the, the infrastructure to its knees. So I don't know. Atlantic City, they may be open. They may be closed. I'd lean towards closed. Now... Atlantic City is not so Las Vegas. There's a history there with us giving land. Not us. We didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, Native Americans got land. That's why Las Vegas is kind of what it is, right? Is that true for Las what? Vegas too? I thought that's that's why like it became the epicenter of gambling because it was like originally land that was there's a word for it but that was given i don't back, think those are quote unquote. i don't think those are native american casinos though they're not but i thought that's how it started until the mob came in and made a mess you think i, I don't want to talk because i have no american? idea okay 
Okay. I always thought, I know there's Native American casinos, but I always thought that they were built on like reserves or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if we that's have a, a bunch a of those locally. Right. And that's, no, that's, 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 that's a true statement. We, we have plenty of those. Yeah. There's, there's a lot mm-hmm. in the Midwest too. I think maybe that was just an assumption I made that that's how Las Vegas became what it was. Well, let's go to the mm-hmm. Las Vegas Wikipedia. Yeah. You're doing that? I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. look at it. While you do that, I, um, I guess I was going to ask about the Atlantic City. Like, Atlantic City, obviously its own city. Is it just like a city ordinance that lets them have legal gambling? Uh, How does that shit work? I mean, how does that work in Las Vegas? I know I gambling's. Go ahead. It's probably a partnership with the, with the like the city the state. and state. Okay. I mean, Atlantic City has like, and this is the big problem: is Atlantic City has nothing, except the casinos, and the casinos right. are struggling, and for years have like taken advantage of everything, and so like if you walk to like a block off the boardwalk, which is where all the casinos are, uh, it's like extreme poverty. Hmm. Like extremely impoverished. Uh, I think that checks out. It's like not quite the same story, but it's like the same idea of like those those businesses are propping up those entire communities like economically, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, okay, we'll sort of look the other way, and you guys can can keep this going, yeah, to an extent. The whole tourism thing, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Everyone that invested in tourism is fucked. But for years, they've tried to pivot. Like, I think the city really wanted to try and or, or the state wanted to pivot Atlantic City and, and kind of save it and make it like, you know, closer to like a seaside or whatever, like have a boardwalk with rides and the beach, maybe the casinos still and then like arcades and all the boardwalk shit. But the casinos don't want that. They want it to just be casinos. They don't want it because they think that'll ruin the casino vibe. Right. Here's the thing, though. Nobody's going to the casinos. Yeah. They're all closed in their doors. I mean, Trump casinos closed. I think like a bunch of the famous ones, the showboat and stuff are all closed. And Damn. It's a sad affair. Yeah, okay, that stuff's just fascinating. I got, some, I got some info. Mm-hmm. The year is 1931. Three things happened this year. The, the first thing, Nevada legalized casino gambling. The second thing, the Hoover Dam begins construction. Can anyone guess what the third thing is? 19 what? 1931. The Dust Bowl. We're awful close to a world war. We're awful close to a world war. I think the Dust Bowl is over. Nope, maybe it's just beginning. Uh, However, uh, the residency requirements for divorce was reduced to six weeks. Hmm. That's verbatim from the Wikipedia. Yeah, nothing about Native Americans, so I think this is all mob activity. Okay, well, I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. If the state just legalized it first, there'd be no need to work around reservation loopholes and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, the earliest visitors to the Las Vegas area were the uh, nomadic Paleo-Indians, probably the Anasazi or Paiute tribes, about 2,000 years ago. Wow. Did you guys ever have to do those, like, uh, you know, those... Native American sections in your history book in elementary school. For, yes, I think very we much talked so. about Cass and I. We did the missions, right? Where mm-hmm. you got to do a little diagram of the missions. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Did you guys on the not West Coast? You, I assume you guys didn't have to do the missions thing, right? No, and the missions is like where the Christians came and tried to convert them, right? Like, is that what right. you're talking about? Uh, um, yeah. Well, yeah, originally, but now they're like. Actually, like those white buildings know. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. in in Michigan, there, I mean, is a pretty popular like Native American activity, like where they would trade with the like French. Uh, and so, I mean, there's like a lot of Native American like influence here, I suppose. And so we we learned about that kind of stuff. Yeah, like same. So we trading. we like went to a lodge in uh, like elementary school and met with like one of the you know descendants of the chief. It was like Chief Laluska. It was like pretty intense. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty but sweet. Yeah, very much a thing here. We have like totem poles and shit. Did you guys have to do like... I also remember like during that time, I started to realize that like 
There's no way people are like on the on the other side of the country are learning the same shit I am. Like, yeah, I assume you guys didn't have a unit on like Cesar Chavez. Cast, maybe you did. Yeah. No, I mean we. So we had like U.S. history and world history, but then we did have like Northwest history. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys have yeah. any local heroes like Cesar Chavez? Where I assume you don't know who he is. Robert didn't know who he was, and I was flabbergasted. The, I feel like he was. Wait, Cesar Chavez like the revolutionary, right? Uh, the guy who fought for like immigrant uh mm-hmm. farmer rights. Yeah. To like fight against them using pesticides that were like killing these workers. I think we learned about him, but you know it wasn't like too in depth. Yeah, I remember Caesar that. Chavez Boulevard, a uh, major thoroughfare yeah. in Portland. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, there's obviously one in LA, too. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. I remember we we had a big unit on uh, like folk tales. Ooh, see, we missed that one. Because I, I feel like folk tales is a big part of the Midwest. You got your uh, Paul Bunyan. You got your guy who fought the railroad machine. <laughs> What's his name? Does anyone know? Um, Aaron. Aaron Judge. No. You guys know I what I'm talking Hank about. I want to say Aaron, though. but that's a baseball guy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I do Hen- know who. I do know Henry, what you mean. Henry. Henry something. Johnny Appleseed. Mm. Yeah, I mean Johnny Appleseed, a classic. But yeah, so and then there's like so, there's some movie called I think like folktale or something and it's like about this kid who goes into this like land of all these like american heroes or whatever oh, and boy. uh he meets paul that bunyan sounds, that sounds honestly awful yeah it sounds like no, some veggie tales bullshit no it's cool it's cool oh wait can i drop okay. a nugget here yeah do it come on denver this is oh wow that's good that's good Whoa. sam i like that oh, one okay. a lot I, see you. I like that one a lot andrew doesn't even get it nope <laughs> baseball um, no, that's the other one. You clown. <laughs> I know someone personally now since I moved to Texas whose father was the main composer of all the Veggie Tales. Wow. All of them. Like all the original songs? Like all of them. How's he living? He's he's. So here's the thing. I asked her this. And she was telling me, like, we grew up pretty well, you know, like. VeggieTales was popping. VeggieTales was huge. The pirates who don't do anything. And then something happened. Where the VeggieTales just kind of weren't cool anymore. And now you now you remember them kind of like a like a, you know, like a memory, right? Like they're not relevant at all. Uh, I assume checks are still coming in to some capacity. I'm sure there's youth ministers buying these DVDs in bulk. Yeah, Catholic schools and yeah. shit. But friend of the show, my wife, uh, still sings some of these VeggieTales songs really? around the house. Does she know she's like singing Christian propaganda? Term. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing is that when I was a kid, I would watch a shit ton of VeggieTales. Neither of my parents religious at all. Yeah. So I'm not really sure where they came from. Probably like my grandparents bought them and like, we need to... like implement some morals into this kid um (laughs) but i never realized until i was older that it was like religious stories same looking back i was like what the fuck was i thinking like because some things they're like the fucking broccoli come out and they're like and jesus christ died on the cross so you could sit here today and watch this it's like oh man it really wasn't subtle yeah, I think the turning point for me, there was one, like, so my friend was big into it. I was never, like, I never watched it by myself, but my friend really did. And uh, there was, like, one, I think, where they were, like, worshipping a chocolate bunny and not Jesus. And then they threw the chocolate bunny in a furnace. And I was like, what's going oh, on Wow. Here? <laughs> really on the fucking nose. Yeah. Damn, composer of all the Veggie Tales. What a business card. God damn. So speaking of uh, like local local legends and figures, uh, do you guys know D.B. Cooper? The name sounds familiar. I don't. Is that one for you? <clears throat> so that's a that's one around here in like Portland and Seattle. He stole a bunch of money back in the day. I'm looking at it here on Wikipedia. The equivalent in 2019 to $1.2 million. Uh, bought a plane ticket grabbed a parachute 
jumped out of the plane with the money like a commercial plane uh was never found wait isn't this what uh uh without a paddle is about have you ever seen the movie without yeah, a paddle? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think cultural that the cultural phenomena. Let me see. The whole plot of the movie is that they try and find DB Cooper and the money because people think he right he died. Cooper has appeared in the storylines of blah 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 the 2004 film Without a Paddle. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah then I I, yeah. I remember I remember seeing like something on FX or something that was like craziest unsolved mysteries. I and, love that kind of show. Yeah, oh man. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. And this guy was definitely one of them. But the thing Absolutely is, is he's probably, he probably died, right? Don't they think like he probably fell like... There's the thing no is, he, he probably survived. died, but the money was never reported found. Mm-hmm. You assume it was found by someone at this point. Yeah. And who knows if it even... Like, if you found it today, it's probably like $2,000. Like, it's probably like <laughs> just chunk change. Like, it doesn't even matter. But that kind of at stuff is time, just so cool. it was $200,000. Did you guys hear the story about the <clears throat> guy who stole this famous painting during the uh, the epidemic, where the pandemic we're going through right now? It was like weeks ago. No, right now. Oh. Damn. Yeah, no, uh, no. it's like some some heist where I think they're saying it was one dude broke into an art museum, stole one piece, which is like that's the flex because that's like you're just doing it just because you can, because mm-hmm. you can't sell that thing. You can't, it's not like gold or you can melt it and get rid of it. Like, it's just going to sit in like some like Saudi prince's living room or some bullshit. But it, it it's kind of crazy, like, to just do it because you can, because you can't sell do that you, shit. Do you know? Well, you can. Then that's like the thing that's market. crazy to me. Like, well, I like, guess you can, but it's like you got to have a sell, a, a buyer ready, right? Yeah. I, that's like, that. that's the thing that cra- that's like crazy, because like, that's like such a... Like, that is a flex if you, you know, you steal, like, a painting from, I don't know, like, the Met or something. Or, you know, some, like, art museum. And then, yeah, you have to, there's, like, so many channels that it has to go through for it to, you know. You know, I don't know. It's crazy. I I wouldn't even know where to start with, like, a black market or a gray market or something. Yeah. You know? It's, it's not for like, us. all right, I'm I'm really desperate for money and, and let's sell some fucking body parts. It's like, I can't well, just th- Google that. Do you think all that stuff happens on the Internet now? On the deep web? I think in some the capacity, dark, the dark net. there's probably some like, you know, code name forums. Like, I got to get my fucking VPN hooked up so I can get to all the, mm-hmm. the real deep which, shit. Speaking of which, expressvpn.com forward slash awkward pause. <laughs> uh, but you know you probably go to like the amiibo webs the amiibo forums and like they're talking about amiibos but it's really code for body parts damn okay it's like mm-hmm. a okay, youtube kids video where if you play at a certain speed you get the coordinates mm-hmm. right so i got the right. story up in front of me and the headline immediately is going to add some weight to what i said early van gogh painting stolen from dutch museum that's um, a name you know. Yeah, yeah I heard of him. I yeah, mean, the, which museum? Uh, Nune. Wait, no, that's the painting. This thing okay. after a heist near Amsterdam. Whoever was behind the theft made the move on the artist's birthday. That's <laughs> that's that's it's a crime of passion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of he, like a fl- man. This this gets better and better. He knew what he was doing. A small museum in. Lauren in the Netherlands, just 20 miles southeast of Amsterdam, on what would have been the 167th birthday of Van Gogh. Crazy. Yeah, I feel enormous anger and sadness, says the museum's director. (laughs) The police were called to the museum at 3.15 a.m. when an alarm went off. By the time they got there, the thief or thieves were already gone. All the police found was a shattered glass door and a bare spot on the wall where the painting was displayed. <laughs> Hours later, the authorities announced that the work, the pers- pers- Parsonage Garden at Noonan in Spring, was taken. Hmm. Now, yeah. this is, I mean, not to say that, you know, steal. you're probably stealing something that's worth, I don't know, probably a couple million dollars. Hundred million. Uh, oh, hundred million. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> but like, I mean, from a small museum, like they don't have the bars that come down. They don't have like the, the tear gas mm-hmm. things like that's a little flex. I'm sure you no know. museum has tear gas. Yeah. If you go to the, the Met in the city, you take a painting off the wall and the doors start to slowly close. Yeah. Big metal doors drop down. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that the Guggenheim doesn't have like snipers on the roof? <laughs> I'm but, sure those, uh, right, those museums probably try like I don't know maybe I'm making this up maybe there is no thieves in the well let's hear it like there has to be thieves going to these big museums right like they got to be on the lookout I mean I think the art like the art market is it's got to be booming yeah I mean there's definitely like you know a, a, a specific task force I'm sure as part mm-hmm. of you know our, our intelligence agencies that focuses just on this yeah kind of like a Which night is, at the museum thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at the museum. It's not even a museum heist movie. <laughs> just has museum in the title. I think it's crazy that people, you know, how people like buy gold and or stocks and how, you know, it's like an asset. Right. But people mm-hmm. who are rich enough buy art as an asset. Yeah, they sure. Just, you know, have like they sell it or they loan it to a museum. <laughs> and then, you know, that's how they make that's part of their portfolio. It's crazy. Well, I mean, at that point, that's like the height of like what you can buy, right? Like one of a kind. Extremely valuable assets mm, yeah, yeah. that will continue to hold their value. And we're not getting any more. Remember that Banksy meme where he just shredded a painting that he made after it was sold? You yeah. remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. After, and then it sold yeah. for even more money. I know. Art's dumb, dude. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So, Elmer, you said that the the police were called to this museum, and by the time they showed up, the the people were gone. I was watching this show yesterday on cops, right in uh, in Flint, mm-hmm. fucking Flint, Michigan. Shout out to Sam. Yeah. I don't know how the close water that is the water here. still doesn't work. Yeah. Which it's been years. Whew. Every time you like sit and just pause and think about that, of like, oh yeah, the tap water is poison in a city yeah. in America for years and. Nobody fucking cares. We're and just letting those people live with covered that. Covered it up. What? Anyway, yeah. um, dude. Okay, they break into this guy's house. They rob this guy. They assault this guy. He calls the cops, and they show up because the, and, and this is not an, a, a, a critic a critique of the cops. This is a, just a critique of their fucking workload. They show up twenty seven hours later. Oof! Yikes. He's like, yeah, I called you guys last night when I was getting my fucking ass beat and nobody showed. He's like, yeah, sorry. So I, we're doing the fucking best we can, man. Yeah, I feel like that's probably like a function of the the area, right? Like they probably understaff areas and they're like, ah, fuck it. Like shit happens there in that area. I bet it didn't take up 27 hours to get to this fucking art museum. Yeah, exactly. Which means these people were fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. That was now, cops, you said? <clears throat> Uh, it's called Flint Town on Netflix, but it's about cops. That's what got me thinking about your dad. I was like, man, I got to DM Chuck. So we had, <laughs> we had a nice little conversation. He gave me some excellent advice. Can I ask what you guys talked about? Uh, I was asking about some firearms advice. Uh, what I what I should think about for home defense, how I should consider storing it. He was talking to me about his uh, his father-in-law's new setup. Mm-hmm. He showed me the picture that he sent, and it is fucking serious. Uh, yeah, so shout out. It was a, uh, it was some good advice. So I'm gonna look into some things. Wow. So are, are you thinking like, just like claymores around your your property? Imagine. I'm thinking like a uh, like a series of trip wires and some Home Alone devices. Because mm-hmm. your dad was telling me, hot frothing milk is the way <laughs> to go. <laughs> milk above the door. Like the heart of my lord. <laughs> Be good. <laughs> listen to all hands on Shrek. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, listen our to new, that our show. new That's podcast a fun where we talk about Shrek. Uh, legitimately, though, I think I I think I'm going to take the advice, and it is a little scary to me, but I think I'm going to take the advice and I'm going to go for the shotgun. It wow. seems also like the hardest one, and I you know I'm not an expert, but the hardest one to have an accident with. Because it is bigger, so you're going to know where it is. It's kind of harder to, like, do something dumb when you're holding it. I don't know. It just, it seems, it seems like a good home defense situation, Cass. I commend you. I think, I think, because a couple of factors here, right? There is, number one, 
and a couple of people have spoken to me about this, just the pure intimidation factor. Yeah. Right. If we're sneaking around somebody's house, if I'm TPing somebody's house or something, or I'm ding dong ditching or something. That's that's when you need a gun. <laughs> and I hear somebody fucking pump because I, I wouldn't go and rob somebody's house. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But if I was doing that and uh-huh. I heard somebody pump their shotgun, like I'd piss myself. All right. So wait, you're pumping the shotgun if someone's TP in the house? <laughs> no, no, no. That, the, the example was I'm the TPer because that's like as bad as I would get. That would be the situation that would happen to me. I wouldn't break into somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if someone tried to break into my house, yeah, I could pump it and that would be very scary. There's the intimidation. Also, you don't need to be a fucking Annie Oakley sharpshooter out here. You don't have to be glass <laughs> yeah. to hit somebody with some buckshot, right? It's like, that's just a point shoot. Birdshot. That's just a point shoot, man. Mm-hmm. Now, so you're, so going, guess, you're going buckshot. I guess. I want some stopping power. That's what I want, right? Yeah. Well, isn't it like birdshot, buckshot, birdshot, buckshot, buckshot, buckshot? What? What? I've heard this before. Was that, was that a, did you just activate someone? <laughs> no, like you, you're supposed Robert to. Robert just woke, sat up in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> was um, that a message to Tencent? <laughs> no, no, like the, uh, I thought that's how you're supposed to load a gun for home defense. I have no Birch, fucking idea what that means. Bird shot. I'm, I need gonna, to do some not, more looking into it. All of my do, research had been on ha- handguns. I'm giving you the research right now, bro. Okay, Listen. all right, okay. <laughs> Bird shot, not going to kill someone. So that's your first shot. If you have to shoot a second time, you have buckshot. I want to kill him the first time. I think oh, you okay. always are trying. Everyone's trying to shoot the kill. I don't want to shoot a gun at somebody unless I intend to kill him. Because... People typically, when people are open carrying, when they're bringing guns out with them, they've got one in the chamber. I was asking yeah. my dad about this, funny enough, last weekend, where he <laughs> said that everyone who walks around with one keeps one in the chamber because if you don't and you're planning to point? use it for, yeah, if you pull that out, you're not going to load it in time to defend yourself. But that's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. It's I don't trust. I don't trust these people to fucking hold the door open for me, and they're walking around with loaded handguns. <laughs> <laughs> they're going into that's movies. That's why I'm trying to teach Cass gun safety, but he's not interested. No, I'm so I'm interested in gun safety, but I I think of it as such a big responsibility that I shouldn't even aim my gun at somebody unless I intend to kill him. Yeah, you know what uh, I'm saying. But you what you just don't know sometimes. What, what are the you laws know? like out there with guns? Because in New Jersey, it's extremely strict. And you also can't, if someone breaks into your home, uh, you can't kill them unless you can, if you kill them, you can then be charged with murder unless you prove Mm -hmm. that there was a threat against your life. So like if they had a knife, I don't even think that counts because like a knife versus like there's weird laws, like unless they, you can prove that they had the intent to kill you versus just rob you, like the defense laws get all weird here. I do want to be clear. I'm completely talking out of my ass and I haven't done the I haven't done the research or like I'm in the pre contemplative stage mm-hmm. right now. I'm thinking about some things and I'm making some minor decisions, but I need to do a lot of research. And so that will play into the whole birdshot buckshot for you there, Elmer. OK, uh, because I don't know what the fucking laws are. Yeah. I mean, you should definitely figure that part out first before anything. Probably. I assume they're going to be pretty lax. Just because I know you, that my ability to get a gun should be fairly easy right. because we we have like, you know, Seattle is pretty liberal and, and kind of southwest Washington is pretty liberal. But we have like the entire east side of the state is like fairly rural. So I think it should the, the gun laws are probably a little loose. Now, yeah. Cass, hear me out. You go to your local Amiibo trading forum. You mm-hmm. say, oh, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a Tommy Nook. Yeah. You get a package in the mail. What is it? A 1930s you know Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah. Now, what is more, gonna... what's more intimidating than someone creeping around your house and they hear the strap of a drum magazine on a Tommy gun? You say, all I right, wise the guy. I turn the corner and I'm chomping a big cigar with my Tommy gun. He's got the really thick uh, striped suit on. I was so hoping you were coming here. It can stay on brand too with your Home Alone setup. You can play the clip. Absolutely. Mm. Keep the change, you filthy, filthy animal. animal. 
Oh man, what a what a movie. What a movie. God. Well, I'm glad you're thinking of of you and your family class. I think yeah. you know, Robert just had the, the the thought the other day. We're in the middle of working. We sit across from each other. Sometimes we just say things. He's like, I think I'm gonna try and find an excuse to go back home and get my gun. Hmm. Yeah. You know? And the thing that we were talking about, it sucks that we feel this way. You know, this is for all our uh, foreign listeners that are like, what the fuck is wrong with these animals? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's 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 the fear of everyone else. It's kind of like the the people buying toilet paper thing. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you see everyone else grabbing toilet paper off the shelves. You feel like you need to grab toilet paper, too, to defend yourself from the toilet paper shortage. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is being completely made up. So because of everyone else's nuttiness, you're like, I don't know. Is this going to get better? You hope. And then you get nutty. And then you get nutty. And then now you got two nuts. And now I'm buying a guns. shotgun. Yep. Now, I just. I, I, <laughs> I was going to let know, it sit. Like, like home, home ownership hits different, though. Like okay, I feel like okay. talk, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, like I, now I feel like I need it. Now you have assets. I don't know. Why don't you have a, so land to protect? I feel like yeah, I, you got to get a security system first. Like I feel like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So be- before before I even looked up a gun, I looked up like gun safety and safe is safes and cases and shit. Man, I were you talking about like some some ADT or like Brinks? No, shit. I mean more yeah, like let's get, get some, you get some cameras, get some motion activated lights, yeah. get mm-hmm. some uh, you know. We can know. do this. We don't have, like. I don't think you need to ball out. I think the first thing you got to buy is one of those nice lights that you can set up on your front do- by your front door that turns on with motion. You got a ring. That's probably just pass? great to have as a deterrent. I mean, that's mm. just like, oh, I got home late. That's nice, but also as a deterrent. Okay. You know but what are the what are the crime rates in your neighborhood? Oh, they're fine. It's totally fine. We're in a good neighborhood. But like to Cass's point, I think once you buy a home, you start getting paranoid. Now you got some shit to protect. Every car that's parked like on the street out here, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing out there? Are they casing my house? <laughs> I always think of the you ever see. I the took f- down somebody's license plate the other day. Wow. <laughs> oh man. You ever the really see the, the hours out here, bro? The image of like the really nice house. It's got like all the fucking uh, Range Rovers in the driveway, and it just has the text. Do you think that was a gunshot? It's like the whitest, nicest neighborhood. It's like everybody's always like, did you hear that? You think that was a yeah, gunshot? That's, that's me, basically. <laughs> oh, man. That's the best. <clears throat> God. I just, I don't know. I can't, Cass, I can't see you lugging around a shotgun, putting it into your I giant can, dude. Vault. He's got the hype for it. I mean, very last resort, right? But I've shot guns plenty of times. I never have. I kind of want to go to the shooting range, and my dad is, has offered it. I just haven't done you it. should absolutely yeah, go to the shooting that's range. the silliest thing you have like the perfect asset in your father to teach you how to do that right i think so i think if you went to the shooting with sean he would do that thing where he like wraps his arms around you and like holds the gun like <laughs> over your hands and he's like now feel also, the kick ka-cha, ka-cha. <laughs> like let me be clear obviously it's a huge responsibility and these are very dangerous blah 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 legal bullshit but shooting a gun is fucking fun man you will have an awesome time at the range you you feel it, it's crazy because you've grown up your whole life experiencing them through media. Yes. And you're like, <clears throat> you, your brain doesn't really connect. Like, is that like kind of kick and sound accurate? Like what's going on? What's real? What's movie magic? Mm-hmm. It is so much more exhilarating, for lack of a better word, than media represents it as. Especially when you're in a shooting range. And you're like, I'm just trying to hit this target, right? Like there's the, the goal. It's very clean. It's simple. And then you realize how fucking hard it is to do that properly more than once. And something and shooting a pistol is fun and yeah. shooting a revolver is fun and shooting a rifle is fun and shooting a shotgun is fun. Like it's all fun. You will have a good time. I saw uh, this thing that I locked away. You'll in my... be safe because you'll be with your dad. Exactly. You'll be the safest. I saw this thing that locked into my brain. I was like, if I ever have any kind of bachelor party, this would I want to do. There was this experience in Las Vegas where it's ridiculously mm. expensive, but you can pay. And like someone walks you through 
and gives you American history while you shoot these guns from different era, eras in American history. <laughs> and like this dude gives a whole presentation. I was like, this sounds awesome. Like just to have it in that context in like an educational context, mm-hmm. which maybe doesn't sound awesome, but it does sound kind of cool. No, I think that's a musket. Neat. I want to fucking. Did you guys oh, yeah. see? I think there was like some video or a guy posted like, I think maybe it's either in like Malaysia or some Southeast Asian country, you can like pay a bunch of money to kill a cow. That's Vietnam, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I don't think you can do it anymore. Hmm. He shed some light. I, yeah, but I, 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 I've de- you, it's a, it's an RPG for hmm. like a thousand, not, not even a thousand. I remember it being like ridiculously cheap. It's like, hey, you want to, you want to shoot this at something? Which, by the way, that sounds awful. You know, I, mm. I, I just Oof. finished Tiger yeah. King. I don't know where everyone else is in on that. Uh, definitely Finished. watch it if you haven't. But I was like, you know what? I don't like being mean to animals. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah like it's wild. It's a hot take. Hunting, hunting seems like it could be like a fun thing, but I could never ki- like I could never point the thing at an animal and kill it. I would struggle. I think with that. I, I think I would do like bird hunting. I don't know why I don't respect birds. Maybe mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I don't know, but I think bird hunting could be fun. And I, I probably would do like other kind of organized hunting. You know, when you go to a real place that like, you know, there are rules and stuff. Where they, they just, they put the animals in there and you shoot them. I'm confused. Like they, they just pull up next to a tiger for you. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, not a tiger. That seems but... like the worst kind of hunting. No, no, no. But there's like these places where it's like. It's it's like purse by season with a certain number of people. Everyone has to have like registered for it. And it's a contr- it's like uh, I think that's just regular hunting. You can't yeah. go hunting without that's what, like that's what a, I'm saying. I'm not saying okay. it's, a, it's a super. I, I thought thing. you were going to like a, a fenced in area. No, 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 no. <laughs> we brought I'm, some deer. I, here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about a place where like you're doing it by the books. And you know you're not fucking up an ecosystem or something, you know? That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like fishing? I always um, wanted to. Yeah, I wish I could. I don't know. I feel like I have no... Uh, have you ever been fishing? I've been fishing. Maybe, maybe let's start there. Yeah. Okay. I've done regular and then I've been deep sea fishing. Mm, yeah. And I feel like uh, I have no patience. Mm, yeah. I lose interest. I never did really it quickly. as an adult. You know, I only did it as a kid when I obviously had zero patience for it. Mm-hmm. yeah me I, too me and yeah. my dad would go to like uh ah oh, fuck what was it redondo beach in california yeah, yeah. and uh we would go on the pier and there's all these like old men and me and my dad uh just fishing off the pier you know catching garbage fish just yeah. just for just for fun just for fun yeah catch your relationship yeah i like but, crabbing um, that's you like crabbing crabbing yeah, fucking that fun too fun. yeah you just drop baskets in but i feel like if we all mm-hmm. went fishing <laughs> You're sitting on the pier. You got some some drinks. You're hanging out. Like that sounds fun. Yeah. Sure, yeah. be fun. Next uh, next like gone gold uh, offsite. We should uh, do a little fishing. Grab some brews. And <laughs> I would pick love a pier that. Dude. And rent some poles. Oh yeah. Make a day of it. Do that in the dream. I would sure. like to, whenever whenever we do squat up again. I want to do some wilderness shit. No matter what. We can go I want to. Okay. We can do that. I, I want to really mix it up. Mm-hmm. We can get out there. Oh, yeah. I have a. Uh, when I bought my car, I got the uh, Michigan national park pass so we can park for free in any uh michigan state park there we go when i was a when i was a kid my grandparents lived on a lake and my cousins would always go fishing and they would always catch the fish and i never could really made me sad look at you now in animal crossing though i know catching eggs you ever (laughs) caught a sturgeon i don't think so i still have i did i guess i didn't it's too late that game is good so what's the update on quarantine hours? Um, it's hard. Like I'm over it at this point. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting no joy from. I mean, no, there's still joy from it. Animal Crossing is here. It's nice to be able to take Animal Crossing breaks. But it's really hard to stay motivated and uh, uh, engaged when you're not in an office setting. At least for me, it's been it's been not ideal circumstances. So I so what are people like what are people expecting? Like what are your bosses expecting from you in terms of like work? I mean, the exact same thing 
Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing changes for me. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're still paying me the same amount. You know? That's true. And like, especially, you know, I, I work for a smaller agency. Um, so it's a very much like, times aren't dire. We're doing, we're doing well. We've been told multiple times that there's no need to be concerned. Uh, we also just got some great news this week. Um, we have a new client that's massive. But um, it, I have to, since I work for an agency, I have to like bill my time. Every every 15 minutes of my time is worth X amount. So mm-hmm. I basically like still have to do the same stuff, right? Like firm preservation, like it, things don't slow down and things like there's still been work and stuff. Um, but I just feel like it's harder to get through stuff now than it was before because I'm constantly looking for an excuse to get distracted. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I take the bait every time, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Though I do think that this is like, you know, I feel like if you were a permanent work from home, you'd have like a dedicated space maybe. Right. Like and I, I think f- that's a big thing that's fucking me up. Yeah. Because like right now, that's the thing. I think it all combined. Working from home, I like it. I think I can like do my shit on my own time. I can like not have to do, deal with the bullshit of work, like the small talk in the hallways and all that. But... <laughs> Then, too, I'm sitting at my desk working and then work ends and it's like I'm sitting at my desk playing games. So, like, the spaces blend together. Yeah. So, it's like... Yeah. And then on top of that, you can't leave the house. Mm-hmm. Really. So, it's like... I feel like the spaces blend together and I'm very much starting to feel the days blend together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where like, it's even like, weekends you know, barely stand out. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, when did we... When did we do that? When was that? It's like, oh my God, that was two weeks ago. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and I can't decide if the days are moving very slowly or very quickly because I feel like during the day, things are kind of dragging, but I also find myself every week being like, holy fuck, it's Friday already. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's kind of nuts too where like I feel like it. it it's kind of like scary because I'm like, I have nothing to look forward to the next day. You know, mm. like it's, it's a very, it's a very weird feeling where like I, I went, I went from graduating college. Technically, I still had an online class to do, right? Did that online class during my first three months of work and was very, it was, that was so difficult to like be adjusting to a full time, you know, real stressful job. And then have to come home and pretend to care about a fucking film class. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like jarring. My brain was broken. I could not do it. And eventually I ended up doing the entire class in like a week and a half. Not even towards the end. Like I had like a whole month and a half left, but I was like, I just need to rip this bandaid because this is not hard. And it ended up being super easy and enjoying and j- joyful. So then I hit a point where I was like, oh, wow, I only have nothing to do after work. This is weird. This is, I guess, like what life leads to. Now you have a new normal, your eight to five situation, and the time before and after, mostly before, mostly after, like that's when you start to discover you, you and like what you actually want to do, how you want to spend your time. I started making peace with wasting time, quote unquote, like watching movies or playing games, things that I might have felt guilty for doing in college just because... It felt like a waste of time because I wasn't doing anything too productive or too difficult. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in, now I'm here and it feels great. And it's like, yeah, I, I earned the right to like fucking play games f- for four hours after I get home and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. I'm also pre kids, pre living with my significant other. So it's like, this is the time when I can be this selfish about wasting time. Then as I start getting in that groove, this shit happens. And I was I was building up towards as my new move. I was like, now I need to find real hobbies. You know, I think the watching entertainment is a hobby, but I got to find other stuff. I got to find outlets. But now that we're here and there's nothing to look forward to the next day, I find myself like, well, I'll just go to sleep. Tomorrow will be the next day. We'll be one day cl- deeper into the quarantine. Theoretically, <laughs> one day closer to the quarantine ending. 
Mm -hmm. like that's what I'm building towards. And that was a really long winded way of just saying like, it's an odd feeling to like be in this weird floating middle where I don't know what I'm doing or building to. And like, you know, my significant other, like like literally can't see me. If borders close, it's going to be even longer and weirder. It's just, it's a weird in between that. I don't really, I don't really care for right now. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like my schedule has been so like messed up for the past almost two years because like, you know, I when I stopped because I was like you, Elmer, when I was in New York, like I could do that. Like, you know, work ended at six and then from six until, you know, whenever like I could do my thing and then I went home and like, you know, I kind of, you know, I had to spend time with my family uh, or I sorry, mom, I got to choose. I chose to spend time with my family and then like I had like a little window from you know maybe nine o'clock on and then when i was in japan like my schedule was so weird i really didn't have time to do that stuff and then you know then i moved to grand rapids and i didn't have a job and i was like during the day i could do all that stuff and then i had my one week period where i was back on that schedule and it was so nice and then it got ripped away from me by the old corona and now i'm back uh back home and it's the same thing again yeah, and obviously worse things are happening in the world. I don't think we need to give the preface yeah. on the show, but I'm going to do it anyways. You know, but it doesn't mean you're not allowed to talk about how you feel. So, you know, grow up. <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm uh, I'm kind of embracing this to to mm-hmm. a point. And obviously the caveat that Elmer just said, it's it's bad. Um, I feel like. It's very much a let's go to the Winchester, have a pint and wait for this all to blow over kind of thing. Like I'm drinking heavily. Yeah. You know, I'm absolutely fucking wasting my time. I'm sitting in front of the TV just wasting away. I'm taking lots of baths. I'm watching lots of bullshit. I'm playing a ton of Animal Crossing Mm -hmm. and knowing like this is a temporary thing. And so you can't really do anything about it. You can't speed this up. My only concern is like, okay, it's safe to go outside. Everyone is getting that engine back going again. I'm like, okay, you can't drink every night anymore. You need to be a functioning person. Yeah. You have to go to work. You need to be ambitious and continue to push your life along uh, because I'm not right now. I feel I'm just going down with the shit, baby, and enjoying the ride. Hell yeah. I Isn't think- it going to be wild? At some point, they have to, obviously, um, if things get better, when things get better. Um, they have to open stuff back up, right? Society has to come back to normalcy, quote unquote. And how are they going to do that? You know, it's not just going to be a switch though. Well, that's the thing. I think it will because they don't have an alternative. I'm sure medical professionals are like the dream is slowly ramped back up, but you can't do that. Like, how are they going to say like X enterprise can open, but X enterprise cannot. How do you prioritize things at that point? Like, how do you well, the, tell people- the, the the states will lift the the stay at home and then business by business will wait, make their decision on like when and how to come back. That's what I mean. That'll be yeah. gradual. Mm, I think GameStop I- will be the fucking first out of the shoot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, God. don't worry, guys. We saved the last of us, too. We're coming back. <laughs> I think I it's going to be more and more like. Everyone's just going to. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a huge party anymore. and that's going to be a bad thing. I feel like every exactly. bar is going <laughs> to be like the fucking quarantine is over parties here. Yeah. yeah. The horniest day of the year is going to be the first day bars open again. Can't wait. Like if you I want think- love and you wait long enough, you will find love that day. Did you see those two, uh, those two twins in India born uh, named Corona and COVID? Oh, Jesus. Yikes. I hate that. I think the the my mom was talking about this last night. It's like this. This is like a world altering event. Like, you know, in 100 years, absolutely. Kids are going to have to be learning. Kids will be learning about this. And my mom's like, they'll be writing books about this. They'll be like fiction pieces about this. And it's it's really interesting to be kind of living, living through that. It's going to change everything. And it's just like, you know, how are they going to fictionalize this to make it more interesting? I guess. Have you you seen the big short, Sam? Have you seen Corona? Uh, yeah. I mean, the only part about that movie that was good was the Selena Gomez scene. That whole oh, movie is amazing. Movie. But um, 
Chernobyl. That movie's uh, Sam. You have such horrible taste in everything. Wow. Um, Yikes. Wow, go watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's so good. Uh, real talk on HBO. Watch The Favorite, and you will thank me so hard. Um, but the uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Big Short. Oh yeah, like I mean that was the 2008 recession, and I think that's going to be the story. Is like at some point the bummer part. There's going to be way too many movies about this presidency. Way too many. Uh, I think the good thing to our benefit is that he's such a uh, character that like, you know, you look at uh, SNL and stuff. It's like almost too, too clown to be able to do good satire. But they found a way to do it about, you know, Bush and that administration. So I'm sure with retrospectivity, it'll it'll feel clearer. But I think that's going to be the story It's like, how did it? How did it get? How, why did it feel like every day there was life-altering news? For yeah, like, it, it's yeah. going to be less Chernobyl and more West Wing. Yeah. yeah. When it comes out that the the presidency was lying about everything the whole time, like uh, yeah. it's like I'm this sure. stuff's I mean, already that already has come out. It's just yeah. like it's you know it's not until years later that we that people like stop politicizing it and it just becomes the truth, a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the spin it's going to be gone. our kids, dude. Yeah. Our kids are going to be like, how did you guys let that happen? What were you guys doing? And you know what our answer is? The MCU distracted us. <laughs> Playing fucking Literally. Animal Crossing. Life was too good after the 2008 recession that we all were just like got so you and obviously Twitter and social media broke our brains. But we got to a point where we just kind of, you know, what did we say earlier today? That was like, fuck, I feel like we were talking about something and it's, oh, the Flint thing. You know, that's like, that's a world, that's a, that should be a world event. You know, that should still be top of mind. But no, it's like, oh, like, did we fix it? No. Oh, what's going on? Nothing. All right. And we all just like hit that point where we can just be like, all right, nothing I can do. I guess there's no rules. But don't <laughs> worry, little Baja Blast. We uh, bought your mom a switch light and we got fucking drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my so I'm working from home. Melissa is an essential employee. She's still going to work. Yeah. Mm, wow. uh, and she's got like patients dying and like there's her place is on the news. There's yeah. In New York, basically. Or is she in she's Jersey? She's in Jersey, but her place. OK, OK. But still has like surpassed 12 deaths and it's like a small place. So it was like on the news and uh, is where is it that one that like not it's not that one I think in Woodbridge. I'm not I don't want to name any names here. Oh, no. OK, OK. Fair enough. Um, but so it's like I am the stay at home gamer now. <laughs> you know, so my words of encouragement, I keep saying don't mean much because, you know, she comes home, she's shell shocked. And, you know, I'm in the Half-Life Alex VR setup and I'm like, <laughs> don't worry, it's going to be all right. I mean, I, I was going through uh, Animal Crossing playtime numbers last night and, and was a little disappointed at Melissa's numbers. She's got to pump those numbers up. Yeah, that's because <laughs> the rest of us are just sitting home. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. So much respect. So, her, I mean, man. that must help you a little bit, though, right? To have like uh, Melissa has to leave. Melissa has to come back. It separates your day into chunks mm. a little bit mm -hmm. more, right? Does that help? Like where yeah. you, you know your work time. For the most part, is while Melissa's away. So me and the cat have the same schedule, and you know when yeah. Melissa, op <laughs> Melissa opens the door, we're both standing right there, and yeah, <laughs> rolling around of daddy the daughter time right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Andy, I want to hear about Our the bike. Oh, so my fixed gear is here. Yeah, I'm part of the fixie community. Nice. I was so excited. <laughs> I bought this before the pandemic. I was so excited now that the pandemic's here. I'm like, oh, now this is a self-isolation, you know, thing I can go do out in the wilderness. I bought, I got the bike. It comes half assembled. I had to assemble the rest. I feel like I did a pretty good job. I went out for the first ride. I lost the pedal. I had to grab the pedal <laughs> and go home and put it back on. Oh, so I re okay. I retightened everything. We're good now. I went out for like my first full ride and... My tire, the, the gauge on my pump. So the tires are really thin. So the, mm -hmm. the tire pressure has to be really high. And the gauge on my, my pump has been broken. I've been waiting for a new one to come in. So I pumped it to what I thought was good, but it wasn't. 
So I went out and I was riding <laughs> and I could feel that the air was maybe not enough. So I started pumping. A guy pulls up next to me on his bike, full, like, you know, the, the tights, uh-huh. the, the aerodynamic yeah. helmet. Oh, no. And he was like, hey, are you good? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm totally good. <laughs> bikers bikers support bikers. Together. But I'm, you know, like I'm in <laughs> jeans and a, t- a T-shirt riding around. We're not on the same level, yeah. you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it turns out I did not have enough tire pressure in my my tube. So I, I got a pinch flat. I tried to patch it. It worked for a little while. Then the patch leaked. So now I've got a tube coming. So it's been an experience riding the bike. But I've the, the little bit I've been able to ride has been fun. You know, it's a nice therapeutic thing. I'm out there riding. I'm finding new paths that I didn't know about. Now, are you riding like in in a city setting for the most part or is there yeah. like an option for like a trail or something nearby i went through the park a little bit um uh-huh but yeah it's mostly city mm. which has been an, an experience to itself learning that i guess right now is kind of nice right because it, there's less cars on the road but when that ends it's gonna be uh mm-hmm. it's gonna be some it's gonna be different less cars on the road but i feel like everyone who's out is on edge They've just yes. came from the grocery store and waited in line. They just came from Walmart and like, and that's the thing too. I, everyone's been fighting. I had to go to the post office to get, to, to get, uh, envelopes and stamps so I can mail my rent. The line is out the door. Jesus. People are, uh, no, like people are turning around and being like, you need to stand further the fuck away from me. Six fucking feet, like screaming at each other. <laughs> Social distancing, and then, man. You know, everybody's. I got mad- one in the chamber. <laughs> People are madmen at the post office. Like this, you know, they got one dude working, and he's younger than us, and he's fed the fuck up. Like this, I watched this woman in front of me get up there, and she had. She's like, okay, this is one box I need to mail, but it was four boxes taped together. And he was like, what? You, can't, you can't like she took four boxes and taped them together. And I was trying to ship it as one box. <laughs> and the guy is like, you can't fucking do this. And he comes out and he's like, if you get up to this counter and you pull some shit, you're going to the back of the line. Like if you get up here and you don't have the return address on it and you think you're going to write it up here, you're going to the back of the line. <sighs> and like you pull some shit. Everyone's screaming like the dude was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like the dude at the post office was like. I don't care. Go to the back of the line. Like he was being a savage and I loved it because I was just there to get stamps. Like I'm in the civil war mailing my goddamn rent. (laughs) But yeah, it's crazy out there. People are on edge. You, uh, you got to hit up the ATM, man. I buy stamps from the ATM. You could do that. I didn't know that. I can't. Like the post office ATM. No. What? Like the Chase Bank ATM. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I buy stamps stamps from ATM. Wow, or from the grocery store. I guess grocery store would be just as fucking crazy right yeah. now, though. So never. Mind. I hate mailing the rent. I hate putting the check in the it's, envelope it's and awful. mailing it. Tell this dude to get Venmo. What the fuck is wrong with him? I feel like I. What does he need a check for? Also, he's just putting the squeeze on you, huh? He's like, hey, COVID, don't care. He hasn't said anything. Hmm. I haven't even heard from him. So. Yeah, motherfucker. Start a rent strike. Fucking dude. Hannibal ass dude. Start a fire in the boiler room. That'll get yeah. his attention. <laughs> God, tell him my heat doesn't uh-huh. work again. <laughs> tell him you got bees. God, what a All fucking real story. Yeah, what a God fucking damn. journey this place has been. God, I can't wait to move. When is your lease up? June. Are you looking? Yeah, I'm actually. This is horrendous to say, but I'm hoping that this is like gonna crash the, like the rent prices. Yeah, maybe not horrendous mm-hmm. to say, but I don't want it to hurt. I don't want anyone to lose their place, but I yeah. just want rent prices to go down because they're absurd. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to see how that to predict how that one's going to be affected by this. Yeah, like how is the uh, extended time with the cat? Oh, that's been great. I mean, she yeah. drives me a little crazy Good. sometimes. Like I'm making a little lunch and she's like, "Hey, what do we got going over here?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, yeah." But two, it's messed her cycle up too, right? Because she's used to, by the time we're both home, that's dinner time for her because it's usually like six-ish o'clock. But now I'm home all day. Melissa's getting home at, I don't know, two or three. And she's like, okay, now it's dinner time, time to eat. 
So she's following us around the house, purring, jumping on everything. And, <laughs> but it's been good. Trying to be all cute. Oh, yeah, she's so That's cute. fun. I have at least, I could talk to her during the day. I'm like, this fucking meeting, man. She sees it. She's like, God, what a fucking yeah. title. She's like, that could have been an email. I'm like, yeah, you telling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God. Any closing thoughts before we, uh, we go back to our, our caves? I think you should get a gun, Cass. I'm on it. Would you get a strap, like a boat, like a little, you know, wear the shotgun? I already told you I'm getting a strap. To wear it on your back. I'm getting strapped. Ladies and gentlemen. Could you buy a shotgun with a clip? You should get a super shorty. Yeah. Be a little castle. I want to get a. Castle off your walls. Is it illegal to that's sell a, off that's your a shotgun? Rainbow Six reference for all you non gamers. It is illegal to sell uh, to saw off your saw off your shotgun. Yes, yeah. All right. You're not supposed to modify your guns like that. Mm, put a cav silencer on it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Awkward Pause. We appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out. You know, you support us. You should support us by listening to All Hands on Shrek, our new Shrek movie review podcast. You should go to awkwardpausepod.com forward slash merch. Buy that merch. You should follow us at awkpause on Twitter. You can follow me at Street Sweeper. I didn't even talk about that my, my handle is up for bid. Auctioning it off to the highest Are bidder. Are you doing it? No, I'm not doing it. I kind of want to email. I'm just curious. Just ask them what's your offer. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I want to hear the number. Someone approached you. To, to buy my Twitter handle. Street Sweeper Magazine. Seems like a pretty legitimate website. Is it like a what skate, is the it's like a skateboarding magazine, right? It's like a photography like oh, art magazine, okay. I think. Okay. Um, Sorry. I don't I haven't thought about what a number is. Like a couple hundred bucks, I'm probably yeah. like, nah, I don't Yeah, but dude, what if he start if he starts at let's say he says two thousand. No way. You're There's no it? way he does that, but if he did, I'd no, probably be like, okay. all right. Because I'd immediately just change my handle back to Street Super with two R's. You're like, I'll give you 150 bucks. That's more than fair. That's what he'll no, say. That's not fair. No. That's what he'll say, and that's okay. not what I'm... I won't let it go for that. Yeah. It's worth more than that. That's not yeah, a... Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I would do if I was this Guess, guy. Do you, and then do you remember on. how hard we worked to get that? I do. He's gone. Do he's done no. nothing. He's had... He's flashed $200 bills in your face? No way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know about Brock. Yeah. Brock Memer? Yeah, he doesn't even know. <laughs> follow me at Street Super One R. Follow Cassidy Sergeant at at Sergeant Cass. I don't even remember Brock's real name. Sam Atherton. Uh, catch me on Twitter, SmathXX. Yeah, what was his real name? Brock something. I'll Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Elmer Guardado. At Elmer is not mad. At Elmer is not mad. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. My internet went out for like five It's seconds. fucking Discord, man. Everybody's trying to video chat with their friends to feel alive. Mm-hmm. Tweet at us. Let us know you're alive. We want to hear from you. Until next time, stay golden.